Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to chsrhealthylife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. chsrhealthylife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing. That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From beautiful Huntington Beach, California, on the HealthyLife.net radio network on all 50 states and 135 countries, all positive talk radio all the time. Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com. Also coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 audio and video platforms. In fact, we are proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, number two on Feedspot, number two on CaringVillage.com, and we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Alex Becker, Ph.D., holds 11 patents, in 2021 was named among the top 100 MIT alumni in technology. His seminal papers on COVID and sunlight were Picked up by the press around the world, many of us wait in lines less <laughs> thanks to the Becker app, QLess, and soon we will visit locations around the world by renting drones from the comfort of our homes with a new app he's created called Drissit. I can't wait. Dr. Becker's new book, 101 Clues to a Happy Life, started as a homage to his adult children. Welcome, Alex, to the show. Thank you, Dave. Um, Pleasure to be here. The pandemic certainly has uh, given a lot of us cabin fever. Um, I'm very interested in the drone app. Um, I saw a YouTube video, or actually it was on Facebook. I don't know if it was real or fake, but this guy was having a heart attack or something. Somebody called 911, and this ambulance, (laughs) this EMT truck that looked like a drone that had four huge propellers on it came flying in, landed, picked him up, and flew away. Is that a reality today, or was that just uh, fake? Yeah, drones are, are going to change life as we know it. Um, you know, they're, they're as smart as your uh, smartphone, but they have uh, their wings, so they can be anywhere, go anywhere. Well, is that one that I just described real today, or is that for the future? Uh, I, I haven't heard about that one, but it wouldn't surprise me. Really? Well, I want one. (laughs) Well, uh, before we get started, I do want to thank my last week's guest. um, And just a reminder that all of our shows are recorded podcasts and videocasts on caregiverdave.com and the healthylife.net radio network. Carlin Maddox, an experienced journalist, he wrote A Path Revealed, New Hope uh, and Joy, How Hope and Joy Found Us Deep in a Maze Called Alzheimer's. Wonderful show. So, uh, Alex, I always like to ask my guests the very first question. Who is Alex Becker, and why was he placed on this earth? 
Oh, uh, see, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I, um, I was born and raised in Argentina. I uh, came to the U.S. Uh, because of the amazing universities here. So I, I came to attend MIT. I uh, drove across the country to move to California uh, to get a Ph.D. in neuroscience from Caltech, uh, California Institute of Technology. Um, and I think I was really placed on this earth to um, really to make uh, inventions and, and new ideas. Uh, I think that creativity is what I enjoy the most. Uh, every time I find a problem, I'm immediately thinking of solutions. Um, I've been doing that since I was a kid. Um, and so that's, um, you know, that's what I've been doing since. So I, I started um, Qlist is uh, to eliminate standing in line because I hated standing in line. I, I created Drizzit because I like to travel so much and I'd like to be everywhere and, and more places than one can travel to. Um, and uh, and I wrote the book 101 Clues to a Happy Life because my children were turning 18 and 21 and I felt like I needed to pass on what I had learned so far. Well, there's so much I want to ask you, so much that you are, you've got your fingers in so many different things, uh, probably because you're a genius and you're an MIT graduate, etc., Let's talk about your book, 101 Clues to a Happy Life. So were your kids uh, particularly unhappy that you decided to write a book to make sure that they were happy? No, actually, they, they weren't. Um, what happened is um, I had been uh, toying with the idea of um, taking a driving a four, all-wheel drive from Cairo to Cape Town along the west coast of Africa, so essentially wow. in the African continent. And there's some uh, risky parts along the trip. And so I said, well, if I'm going to do that and, and I have three kids, I have to leave on everything I would have, uh, or at least much of what I would have passed on to them in the following years in a book. And so that's how I, I started uh, writing it. Um, and I haven't actually gone on the trip to Africa yet, uh, but just the, the fact of them turning 18 and leaving through college, one of them just started Caltech uh, and the other one turning 21 and sort of becoming a fully emancipated adult was, uh, I think, the, 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 the date I needed or the deadline to get this done. So give me just one of the 101 clues of what I can do to have a happy life. Sure. Uh, let's see. I, I uh, got it here so I can maybe pick it uh, random. But, um, <laughs> well, so, for example, uh, one that comes right is, is on choosing a career, right? So many – we're on a record. Uh, November had more people quitting their jobs than, you know, a- any other time uh, before, any other month before. Uh, so wow. it's, it's called the, the great resignation, people call it. Um, <laughs> And that's because people want to find a fulfilling job. And so many people are in an unfulfilling job. And so um, I think it's really important to pick a career that uh, that you enjoy. And that means not just something that you would like to learn about, but something that you actually enjoy doing, right? Uh, and so, um, so, for example, you know, I studied biology because I, I love what was going on, the potential of biology, the discoveries that were going on, the, the, the life-changing aspects of it. Um, but I didn't necessarily love the day-to-day uh, sort of wet experiments in a wet lab by petting and so on, right? And so in, in, in what I've shifted on since, I'm applying my creativity much more on a daily basis. So I'd say to tell people, don't just pick something you like to learn about. Uh, pick something you enjoy the day-to-day uh, doing. Uh, so that would be one of them. I think you know, we spend so much of our life at work that it's, it's really influential on, on, you know, to, to pick something you love. That's wise advice. Um, now, I want to know, how do, you, how do you stop waiting in lines? You said you help us to avoid waiting in lines. I assume the supermarket line, the, 
the Starbucks line, the In-N-Out Burger line? Uh, how does it work? Sure. So um, I was standing in line uh, at a, a Notbury Farm, a Southern California theme park, uh, years ago uh, for uh, for a lot, an attraction for my kids. Uh, and I told my and, and I did that for most of the day. That's what parents do when they go to attractions. Uh, they stand in line most of the day. So I told myself I had to be a better way. And um, by the time I got to the front of that lunch line, I, I had essentially come up uh, with a better way, and that is to wait in a virtual mobile line or queue, um, then roam freely while you wait, and then get notified predictably as your turn approaches so you show up just in time for service. And even to allow it to be interactive so that if that's not a convenient time for you, you can push yourself back and ask for more time. So that's what's called uh, queueless, and it now serves thousands of locations around uh, you know the U.S. and the world. And so people, and any businesses like that, uh, essentially people don't wait in line at all. People can join the line directly by calling That's you. That's a great idea. Uh, some restaurants already kind of implemented something like that. They give you a beeper and they says it'll beep when you, uh, uh, but there's no guarantee. I mean, uh, they say, well, it'll be ready in 30 minutes, but it might be ready in 20. And if you're not there, you lose your spot. So this sounds like a much better idea. Thank you. Yeah, the thing about beepers is first you have to go in to pick them up. Why, why go there just to pick something up when you can use your cell phone to join it sure. before you show up and show up just in time? And, and, and then secondly, why, why produce a device that you want, everybody already has a device you're familiar with in their cell phone? Yeah. Is that one of the 11 patents that you have? Uh, yes. Uh, one of the patents is indeed. So what is another interesting patent that you have? Um, so um, another one, for example, has to do with uh, virtual interactions. So, Sure, there's a family pen, uh, family penance around that. So th- this goes back, uh, I mean, this is, goes back many years ago, uh, I found this pattern. Think about how we consume our entertainment today, right? So uh, more and more entertainment is shifting online, right? We all enjoy watching movies on Netflix, for example. And yet the, the excitement of a live performance is unbeatable, right? You want to watch sure. and hear the fans. You want to go to a comedy show and hear you laugh together with other people. I know I laugh more and my dad is laughing, you know, beside me, I can hear him. And, um, and, and you want to hear the reactions of others around you. And we don't get that in online entertainment. So this, this series of patterns says, why can't we bring that to online entertainment? Uh, right. If I'm watching a, a soccer game, I want to hear the reactions of the fans of my team as if I was in the center of that particular one. Uh, and, and so on and so forth. So it's sort of bringing those virtual interactions to, uh, online entertainment. So in 2021, you were named among the top 100 MIT alumni. Now, I know at a lot of universities, what makes you a top alumni is you give the most money. Uh, I, I don't think that's the case here. What, how do you have, what do you have to do to be a, a top alumni at MIT? Does that have anything to do with money? <laughs> oh, it certainly has nothing to do with money in this case, that's for sure. Uh, but I, I don't really know. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how it's decided, so I, I can't really say how it became it. So why did you go to MIT? Was that your dream all your life? Uh, did you have any trouble getting in? And what did you accomplish when you were there? That's a great question. Um, so actually, that's a story that tells a little bit uh, about uh, me. So when I, um, when I was finishing high school, a few friends of mine in school were applying to um, colleges in the U.S. And I, I wasn't planning on coming here. Uh, so I just did it, I think, out of a competitive streak of just finding out if I was able to do it. And I applied to um, Yale, Princeton, Harvard, and MIT. Hmm. So uh, Yale lost my application. Argentina mail was not so reliable, at least back then. 
Princeton put me on the wait list and Harvard and MIT admitted me. Um, but I decided not to, at the time I was 18 and I wasn't really ready to leave my, my family, my home country, my uh, friends, um, not, not without knowing really why I was, uh, I was leaving. And so I deferred it for a year. And a year later, I actually was so happy with professors at the University of Buenos Aires where I was uh, attending that I said, no, I, I'm not going at all. And just, I just said I wasn't coming. And then a year later, um, I was sleeping in one day. Actually, there's a, there's a clue about sleep in the book. And uh, I was sleeping in one day and my mother uh, woke me up and said, Alex, you know, why are you not, it's, uh, you know, in college? And I said, oh, kind of exhausted the great elective courses. And, you know, this one is really not very good at all. And, and she asked a question. <laughs> um, she, um, you know, I don't know if she regrets or not, but uh, she thought about it for a long time. She's like, shouldn't you be reconsidering this whole uh, Harvard MIT business? And then she left. It was um, Easter weekend, so she left for the beach, uh, and I stayed behind to uh, to study for some exams. By the uh, end of the weekend, I had written to both to Harvard and MIT and asked them, may I transfer? And Harvard wrote back saying, Alex, great to hear from you. Uh, you know, the transfer deadline has just passed, so please write us back next year. Uh-huh. And MIT wrote back saying, Alex, great to hear from you. The transfer deadline has just passed. So I left. <laughs> so that's how I ended up at MIT. And uh, the reality is they have a cross-registration agreement with Harvard, and so I ended up taking courses at both. And it was a fantastic place. As to what I uh, did while I was there, um, I mean, I think I – first, I perfected my love for learning – um, second, I, 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 you know, I got to interact with some of the top people in the world, Nobel Prize winners. And, and, you know, I think you, you get to see that those things are, you know, that those people, that you can converse with them in their same language and that they're not at, you know, at the level where like, oh, I can't do this. Uh, you, you get to realize that these things are, uh, are achieved by people who work hard to achieve their, uh, their dreams. And third, I got exposed to some some really amazing people, um, you know, uh, professors like, um, you know, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Wolf, who taught the psychology course, and uh, Bill Newsom, who was a Stanford professor in neuroscience, uh, and some others that just uh, got me really interested in in the brain. Uh, and, and so that's how I decided to pursue my PhD in neuroscience. So when COVID hit, you did something about sunlight that was cited by the press around the world. And uh, not everything is uh, positive citing around the world with the press. Uh, a lot of it is negative. Was this negative or positive? And tell us about what it was and, and how it worked and all that stuff. Sure, Dave. Uh, no, this was positive. Um, so when COVID hit, I, uh, I, I'm you know, intensely curious. And uh, having been trained in, in biology, I immediately sort of got curious as to what's going on with COVID. Uh, it seemed like the most pressing problem affecting the world at the time. And so I just wanted to learn more about it. Um, and so uh, I started looking at the growth, the speed of the growth of the virus in different parts of the world uh, and the disease. And it became very clear quickly. Actually, I initially got um, got interested because I saw a graph showing that the initial places where the virus spread, uh, Wuhan and so on, were places around a particular temperature uh, that seemed to be uh, warm. And so that people were speculating as to whether temperature is something to do with it. And as I started looking into it, it became clear that it wasn't actually temperature that made a difference. It was sunlight. Uh, the places where, with more sunlight uh, had a uh, slower spread of the disease. Mm. Uh, and so I looked at uh, you know, millions of data points uh, around the world, and it was very clear that sunlight made this uh, huge difference. 
um, that the month when uh, this uh, had developed in Wuhan was the darkest month in record uh, in, uh, in, in Wuhan. And, and that uh, if you look at, I mean, what, why has, uh, you know, places in, in Equatorial Africa where healthcare is much worse, they've been much less hard hit uh, by COVID, for example, uh, than uh, some other places. And it has to do with, with sunlight. And so then looking into why uh, this happened, I think there's, there's more than one reason. One of them is that these viruses are RNA viruses. Uh, RNA is, just, you know, it's a single-stranded uh, nucleic acid. So those are not very robust to sunlight at all, uh, to UV, the, the UV radiation from uh, from the sun. Um, you know, and so that's the first thing. It's like you know, if you're in the sun uh, and the virus is out there, it's probably going to get destroyed very quickly by the sun. But the second thing is sunlight, of course, promotes uh, vitamin D uh, production. And it turns out that vitamin D deficiency is a huge risk factor uh, for COVID-19. Oh. Good thing I've got a lot of vitamin D in me. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, your relationship with Jack Canfield, um, how did that come about? And what did Jack do for you and your book? Uh, so Jack um, is a mentor of mine. I've uh, sort of um, studied a bit uh, from him. I mean, he's in, in the author of the uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul series and the Success right. Principles uh, sold over half a billion uh, copies of books. Wow. Um, and uh, the Success Principles is really an incredible guide to success, really packed full of, of great advice. Um, and, uh, and so when, um, when I uh, wrote this book of mine, I uh, sent it to him uh, to see what he thought. And uh, luckily, he seemed to have really liked it. So he, uh, he wrote a really uh, fantastic uh, testimonial about it. Oh, that was nice of him. So is the book doing well? The book is about to come out. It hasn't come out yet. So oh, it's uh, brand new. My book's about to come out, too. It's fun to uh, give birth like that. Um, who's the publisher? Congratulations. It's Mill City Press. Yes. What's, what's your book about? Um, it's about wisdom. Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times. It's a very timely book. Um, yes, certainly Uncommon Times. <laughs> so let's get back to your apps. Uh, you call it Qless and um, Drissix, Drissit? Drissit. 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 Uh, uh, talk about both of those apps and what they do and uh, how you came up with the name. Sure. Uh, so Drissit is, uh, com- the name comes from Drone Visit. You know, uh, all right. So have you ever been to Greenland? No, but I visited there last week. So <laughs> think about, um, I mean, do you own a drone? Uh, just a little toy drone that was very old and it has nothing to do with the more modern ones that we see today. Okay. So mo- most people, like, you know, still uh, don't own a drone or at most own one drone. And yet the usefulness of a drone is is totally tied to its location. The, the, most three, the three most important things about a drone are just like the three most important things about a real estate property, location, location, location. So if you want to see, is my daughter safe, you know, the drone better be close to your daughter. If you want to see, is my house secure, it better be over your house. And if you want to be looking at a volcano erupting in Iceland, it better be in Iceland. And obviously, the average person does not have a drone in all of those places. And so how do you solve for that? How do you get the power of the drones of the world to the people of the world? That's why we've created Drizzit. So Drizzit uh, is a, a platform uh, that we are um, just getting ready to launch that will allow 
anybody to put their drone on the network and allow users to uh, fly it remotely from anywhere in the world. Really? You could do that? The phone. Yes, we can already uh, do that. Um, and so it's, it's what just... What if they crash it? Well, that's the beauty of, of the software platform is we have geofencing in place to uh, prevent crashes. So we, we can put a geofence that does not allow the drone to go below a particular height, does not allow the drone to get close to trees, buildings, or anything else. So we can essentially restrict it to the safe area in, in that area. And so just Does that just minimize crashes or eliminate crashes? Well, that's, I mean, we will know as we, uh, as we all, right? So, um, yeah, but it's so you have insurance also. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, just think about the power of, I mean, today we are a species that can only see wherever we are, right? right? But think about Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar, right? That, uh, that won the movie, the, the Oscar for the best movie a few years ago. And that guy who was controlling an, uh, essentially an, an avatar, uh, and benefiting from the eyes and ears and body of that robot. Well, drones bring us, make that reality possible. If only we have access to the drones of the world, and that's what Trace it uh, is there to do. So if I wanted to rent a drone in Africa and go on a safari and see all the animals, I wouldn't know where in Africa to do it or, or what safe path to, to uh, film these animals. Uh, how would I know what to do that? Uh, what help do I get? You, you, you'll get uh, reviews, ratings that allow you to, and, and personalized uh, recommendations that learn from what you care about and then show you things that you're likely to care about. So we'll, we'll sort of cure uh, a site guys that is, that we think is the most likely to get you interested, you know, get Dave interested today. Of everything that's going on in the world today, what should you be looking at now? I see we're up on a break. We've got to take a short break. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. 
Audiobooks gives you instant access to over 50,000 of the best sellers and hottest book titles in romance, mystery, fiction, and many other genres. Just visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Audiobooks to get started. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. You're listening to HealthyLife.net. Millions of listeners know the secret. Now you do too. Positive talk 24 hours a day, every day. And we're back with Alex Becker. Uh, MIT graduate, inventor of many things, got uh, patents all over the place. Uh, welcome to the show uh, again, Alex. And we're talking about the many interesting things that you do. And uh, we're talking about drones right now. Uh, are drones going to get even more powerful and more sophisticated? I, I told you before about this, uh, this drone that, that is big enough to actually uh, put on our cars and our trucks and our vans. I mean, I, I hear that um, Amazon or UPS are using drones to deliver packages. Is that true? How big of a package can a drone deliver? Well, there are some very uh, big uh, drones that can carry uh, big packages. Yeah, so I, I think if, uh, if a person can lift it, uh, chances are a drone can, uh, can carry it. So how big would a drone have to be to carry a 50-pound package? Uh, I don't really know the answer to that uh, question. Uh, there, there's a great expo uh, that happens in Vegas every year where you and you get to see these drones of different sizes. And, uh, so there's um, uh, all kinds of different ones. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not in, uh, I don't have the, the, the number off the top of my head of how, how big they are. Here that. Yeah, I saw some military drones. We went to Fort Irwin and did some war games. We were invited there. And the drones that they have are pretty amazing. They can go like a mile into the sky. They can pinpoint something send a, a missile down, and poof, it's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, power of drones. Um, do you think that um, one day our cars will be drones and we'll be able to fly above the freeway and, and miss the traffic? Or is uh, tra- air traffic control going to stop us from doing that? I certainly think uh, that, that we will be having flying cars, yes. Uh, I mean, the, the beauty about the era we're in or entering is that you can have software make all these decisions. And so, you know, if you can minimize, I mean, there'll be less fatalities with flying cars if they're controlled by software than uh, there are with humans making mistakes at the wheel. Uh, I mean, you, you have all the, the beauty of, of space of the, of the sky is it's 3D, right? So you can actually have a lot more space than just a 2D of, uh, of roads. And, and you don't have, a, you know, all the pesky, you know, houses and buildings that are on the way. You can be a bottle of them. So you are you are an inventor and a futurist. Um, what what who was your mentor? Uh, which futurist was your mentor when you were growing up? You're talking about H.G. Wells, or is that uh, you look pretty young? That might be before your time. Uh, who was who are you looking up to? Um, I think I'll, um, 
a lot of the people I looked up to are uh, scientists, um, you know, technology. I mean, people like Richard Feynman uh, and Albert Einstein, more than futurists, uh, it's just sort of people that that really discovered uh, things, right? Uh, but uh, I think on futurist, Ray Kurzweil is somebody that I think, you know, who wrote The Singularity is Near. Uh, I think uh, definitely picked on some really interesting trends around the acceleration of progress. Uh, which I think are, are spot on. So that's that's definitely been somebody whose books I've read and been very interested in. Is it all positive? I mean, I think of uh, Orwell, his uh, 1984, which was pretty negative. Uh, what do you anticipate society? I mean, it's already feeling like Big Brother is watching us and, and our freedoms are getting less and less. Uh, do you fear for that? I wouldn't say I fear for that. One of the clues in 101 uh, Clues to a Happy Life is don't fear. Uh, fear <laughs> doesn't help. Um, uh, but I, I really enjoyed uh, George Orwell's uh, 1984. Um, you know, all, all, all pigs are equal, but some are more equal than others. Um, I think that privacy is indeed on a decline. Uh, so I think that that is a trend that's here to stay. Um, but that's not always, not all of that is bad, right? So, uh, you know, the less less evil happens in the lime of the you know of a spotlight uh, than in the dark, right? So shining a spotlight on things usually gets people to behave more, um, and so that can be a positive. Um, I think overall, if we you, trust the people who are at the controls. <laughs> Right, but I'm not talking about controls, right? I'm just talking about visibility for all. I think privacy is going away. Now, it's not just that the government knows what we're doing. It's everybody knows what we're doing, right? Like it's it's out there. Uh, and so when everybody can know what you're doing, people behave better. I think if you look at, uh, you know, the, you know some of the, the positives that have come out of Me Too, it's about visibility, uh, driving accountability. Um, and overall, I'm a believer in progress. I think if you look at... You know, you look at the everyday comforts of everyday life today, you know, a hot shower, uh, you know, food on the table, the ability to go almost anywhere in the world. You know, those are things that, uh, you know, people, you know, even the rich, you know, a long time ago did not have access to. So inventions make our life better, and that makes us all live a happier and richer life, I think. Yeah. Hey, we're up on another break, so we will be right back. Don't go away. Reclaim your caregiver's sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too, Caring for Someone with an Illness or Condition Who is Expected to Live for a Relatively Long Period of Time is a Specific and Unique Challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today, or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and Caregiver Dave. Discover the world's largest anti-aging organization, Life Extension. For the best information, vitamins, and supplements, you just can't beat Life Extension. To start extending your life, go to the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on the Life Extension banner. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One arm, one leg. 
100 Words, the book, is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. Caregiverdave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting caregiverdave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Remember, get positive emotions at www.healthylife.net. And we're back with Alex Becker, and we are talking about the future. Um, what, in your opinion, is in store for us in, oh, I don't know, let's go 50 years ahead. Because like 50 years ago, I don't think anybody could have predicted uh, what we're going through today, right? Um, now, there were a lot of predictions that uh, haven't come to pass yet, you know, like space travel, for example. Now, if you have enough money, you can either go into orbit or now they're talking about sending uh, just people like you and I to the moon. What's what's on the horizon for us? That's a really interesting question, Dave. Um, so off the top of my head, I'd say a couple of things. One is we'll be able to engineer biological organisms to uh, to serve us. All right. So today we're used to, uh, you know, electronic engineering and we have all sorts of electronic device serving us. Uh, and we can do individual, you know, we can engineer a particular gene to create a transgene, uh, but we don't have creatures around serving us that do what we want them to do. Uh, I think we will. We will learn to um, control the, the, the DNA and genetics to the point that we can create creatures to do specific uh, tasks. Yeah. Um, I think a second thing is we will be able to, we will spread much more uh, evenly over the globe. Today we're, we're all you know, in, in, in big cities that, uh, you know, and, and high-rise buildings and dealing with uh, concentrations of garbage and noise and pollution because we needed to be close to each other in order to work together. Uh, you know, we came there for our jobs. And today you can work from anywhere. Uh, and so there's, there's I mean, I, I was just sailing the in the Seychelles last year, and there was this incredible place uh, that's in an island, you know, probably an hour's boat ride from the capital of the Seychelles. Beautiful, gorgeous beach, uh, warm weather, nobody there, not one inhabitant. Why? Well, there's no internet access there today. Okay. And so people, but within a few years, there will be internet access everywhere. And then people will be able to live in these amazingly beautiful places and still be connected to, to their own jobs and to the world. So is that 5G or is it beyond 5G? I think, you know, 5G, uh, globally can definitely do that. Absolutely. Uh, what are you working on next? What's what's coming for you? What's in store for you and your next project? 
Uh, well, I'm, I'm certainly working on, on Drizzit and, and making um, this reality of um, you know, people being able to access any drone anywhere uh, a reality. Uh, so this one, um, uh, getting this uh, a book out, 101 Clues to a Happy Life, that's uh, getting published uh, this month. So that's the second thing. And I have a, a number of other books uh, that I'm publishing next uh, around um, helping Border direct. So it's funny, right? People, we are so dependent on the modern corporation. Right? It's like, you know, most people get their jobs from them and we get our shopping from modern corporations and so on. And we all associate the CEO as the head of this, uh, of each of these uh, with all the power. But in reality, CEOs report to boards of directors. And boards of directors are little, little understood by people. And they, you really don't need any training to become a director of one of these boards. And some of these boards make disastrous decisions that, that really, you know, create havoc for companies and lives. And so I'm uh, uh, creating a, a guide to, uh, it's called 25 uh, Blunders You Can't Afford to Make in the Board of Directors, a guide to surviving the Board of Directors, uh, to shed light on that. So that'll be mm-hmm. my next book. So you also talk about traveling around the world and making money. How do you, how in the world do you do that? Because sign me up. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so I love traveling, uh, and indeed, uh, I, I do exactly what you just said. So, look, most of the world uh, is cheaper than, uh, you know, for example, you know, Los Angeles, right? Uh, so real estate prices here are much higher uh, than they are in most of the world. And so, and, and platforms such as Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, and others have made it really easy to rent out your house um, through those platforms for short term. So you can rent out your house uh, and use the money you get from that to travel anywhere in the world, live like a king for less money, and even save money in the process uh, and pay for the airport. So, yeah, that's uh, it's an amazing thing. It really works. So, And I know people who do that, but um, if we were going on like a four-week vacation, which we do periodically, uh, the the thought of having strangers in our house just feels a little uneasy. How do we get past that? Yeah, a lot of people um, think that. I mean, we we live in a sharing economy, uh, right? So why why do you feel so uneasy uh, about? You? First of all, you can store anything you want to store uh, and keep it away, right? Second, you can lock any room you want to lock and keep that away from it, right? Uh, and so, do you really feel bad about people eating at your table? I don't. Uh, do you feel bad about people cooking a meal in a kitchen? I don't. I, I've established some great relationships and made some great friendships from people staying at my house. I, you know, I met the owner of a of a of a factory that makes mattresses. You know, who uh, you know sent me a great mattress after that. Mm-hmm. I've um, the, one of the last uh, families that stayed here. The they had a, a kid, kind of a, the age of my kids, a teenager. Who got ins- he wrote me a beautiful letter uh, after staying here, saying about how he was inspired by the house and by just sort of what he had read about my life, and that had given him an idea about what he wanted to do with his life. You know, how inspiring is that? Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, come back, come back. Oh, I want to talk about your book and. Um, uh, you're talking about an African expedition that led to the writing of your book. Explain that. I love Africa. It's my favorite continent. Um, it's just, it has so much wildlife. Uh, it has the, the, so much cultural diversity, right? So because humanity came out of Africa, uh, we've been 
producing diversity involving there longer than anywhere else. And so the diversity of uh, different uh, tribes in, uh, within Africa is much greater than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people are just, you know, so fun. Uh, and the landscapes are, are beautiful. So I really want to drive, um, you know, a, a Jeep or a, an all-wheel drive from Cairo and, uh, you know, near, near the tip of the top of Africa, of the north of Africa, all the way to Cape Town and uh, the south of South Africa, along the west coast of Africa. As far as I can tell, I haven't seen anybody who actually has completed that trip yet. Um, and so that's uh, that's uh, in my bucket list. Um, and so it's it's really thinking about. Uh, but there's there's some there's some sketchy places to uh, you know cross along the way there. Uh, there's some rivers that uh, there's at least one river that doesn't have any bridge. Um, so I have to figure out how to cross uh, that with a car. And um, so that's that's really what. Uh, <clears throat> me thinking about you know what would i want to if i don't come back from that what would i uh, want to leave behind for my kids and that's how it works and listen we're up on another break we'll be right back don't go away guilt Fear, loneliness, burnout, these are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. Caregiverdave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting caregiverdave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Constant Contact and your small business make a perfect fit for marketing. They give you what you need to succeed. Fast and easy email marketing at your fingertips. Visit the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on Constant Contact to start your marketing. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. One arm, one leg. 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One arm, one leg, 100 words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future. Welcome back to the Caregiver Dave Show. I'm Caregiver Dave, Dave Nassani, and we're with Alex Becker. And I wanted to ask you, Alex, uh, everyone has bucket lists. You mentioned that you had one. 
I can't even imagine what your bucket list would be. Give me like the top five items on your bucket list. And, and, and let me just envy you for a moment. Um, I, I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I can try to create it. So, uh, so one I mentioned is this, I want to uh, travel, um, you know, from, from the north to the south of Africa along the West Coast. The second one is I want to uh, visit every country in the world. I visited 72 so far, uh, but there's still a lot more to be seen. And so that's the second one. Do you know how many there are? <laughs> Oh, it's uh, well over 100, but under 200. Uh, I can't remember the exact number. Wow. Yeah. Um, the a third one would be I love music. I I've uh, uh, taken to composing lately in my spare time, um, and I love algorithms. Uh, you know, so back back when I was in high school, uh, I was national champion of informatics in Argentina. So people thought I was going to go into computer programming, and and so learning how to teach algorithms, how to create. Um, music that is personalized to each person's particular taste, right? So I want uh, music that can listen to my uh, collection of music and then compose music, especially for me that it knows I like. That's another thing in my bucket list. Uh, and a fourth one is really to create uh, software that's as intelligent as, uh, intelligent as, as people are, uh, right? That can read the web and, and understand it and, and then answer and converse with me, uh, keep me company, keep company with older people who are alone. Uh, I think we're on our way to that. Um, so there's uh, four. Uh, let's see. Yeah, my my audience is caregivers, and that would be very interesting for them to have a robot, so to speak, uh, taking care of them, or even robotic dogs, et cetera. Absolutely, yes. Caregiving is is so important. Uh, you know, when you know we it, you live longer when you are when you don't feel alone, right? And so it literally it literally extends lives. So you're a very creative person. I was going to ask you about the uh, work of art behind you. Did you do that? I did not do this one. No, I have uh, made a few paintings uh, in my time, but this is not uh, one of them. Uh, but it is a presentation of uh, Times Square in New York City. Oh, and here's the real Times Square. <laughs> exactly. So it's uh, we, we have what we <laughs> we must be beside each other since we have the same <laughs> behind Great us. minds think alike. Right. So what is your style of painting? Is it uh, Picasso-like or what? That's a uh, great question. So I, I've, I've actually painted uh, charcoals uh, in sort of uh, naked bodies, but I'm actually uh, thinking of starting to do a resin because I really like uh, bright, colorful, uh, you know, bright colors. So I, I love the colors, the way they come out in resin. So that's really going to be my next style. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about music as well because creative people, you know, usually they do it all. So uh, what what kind of music do you like? I know you probably like all kinds Who's your favorite composer? Who, who who motivated you? Who inspired you? The Beatles are certainly an inspiration. Really? Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you did you watch the Get Back uh, special by like Peter Jackson and Disney Plus? Yeah. It's uh it's a fantastic uh special on the the sessions that led to their their album Let It Be and to yes. uh, their last live concert. Um, and uh, it's really inspiring to watch them create together. Um, in fact, one of the clues in 101 Clues to a Happy Life is inspired by them, and it's, you know, get your team and keep your team, right? Clearly, the Beatles were an incredible team together, and you can see them in, the, in that uh, get back special. You can see them complementing each other. You can see Paul McCartney's musical genius coming up. With, uh, there's the first time that he ever played, uh, you know, Let It Be in front of the Beatles. Right. He's been playing that, and it, nobody was paying attention to him. But he was like, <laughs> "I know we saw it birthed, and it's like, hey, exactly, you see the magnificent is going on here, right?" But then you see John Lennon adding his like uh, playfulness and experimentation. He kept trying and 
what if I sing it like this? And what if I sing it like that? And kept adding things, uh, you know, and then, and then Ringo had his, you know, his sense of rhythm to it. So I think they really complemented each other, but they didn't, they, they don't seem to have appreciated uh, as much as they perhaps should have, because obviously they yeah. broke up after that uh, album and, and they've never been as successful as they were together uh, since. So I think keeping your, uh, your team is an important part. Well, and there was a lot of conflict with George, a lot of uh, resentment, bitterness, jealousies. Uh, I didn't know that was going on. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, that, that goes like to... He always uh, lost the arguments, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, and he was, he was a, you know, a genius in his own right, too. It's beautiful melodies that he composed, uh, you know, something in the way she moves. Um, I think that, so there's another clue in the book about that, which is you've got to make sure, like, getting a single stakeholder that you don't consider in reaching a decision can derail, uh, you know, something. And so you yeah. really have to make sure that you're, you get everybody to, to have buy-in for something. And I think that maybe that's what's, what's missing for George is making sure that he felt like he was contributing to these. Uh, I mean, McCartney and Lennon had this partnership where all of their songs were automatically credited to the duo, both, no matter how. Right. And that was a genius, right? There's a famous saying that says, you know, it's amazing how much can be done when nobody cares who gets the credit. And, the, you know, Paul and, and John didn't care who got the credit because they both got the credit. But George wasn't getting the credit. And yeah. that seems to have been a mistake, right? Because he, he knew how to add two songs, too. So in the next couple of minutes, uh, I'm just going to ask you, what haven't we spoken about that you want to make sure and speak about? So the floor is yours. Oh, that's a great question. I always like to ask that question at, my, at the end of an interview. It's like, what, you know, what should I ask you that I, that I, that I haven't asked you? Um, the, the, you know, the importance of parenting uh, is maybe, you know, I, I, what, what, I, what drove me to try, uh, write so this. You have a wife and a family, yes? I, I am divorced, but I have three kids, uh, and, uh, and, uh, very involved in raising them. And so just the, the importance of being involved in your kids, uh, and parenting, it, it's so rewarding. Um, you know, I, I think there's a kind of, as I say in the book, there's a kind of love you won't experience until you have kids. Um, and there's a kind of joy you don't experience until you give. Um, and, and, and there's a whole chapter in the book around gift giving and how do you, uh, you know, how do you give gifts that are really, that really make a difference and are, are memorable. So I'd say, um, you know, when I, when I read some of these, um, I mean, I, I've met and I have great friends who have not had great parenting in their lives. And, and it's always, I find it, um, you know, unbelievable when I find a, a parent that doesn't get involved. And so I, I'd say just to tell parents, get involved in the life of your kids and, and find a way to make a difference. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of the spirit that animated me to write 101 Clues to a Happy Life is, you know, passing the baton into the next generation and giving them some of the clues that I wish I had had growing up so I didn't have to make those mistakes myself. And you own a cat, apparently. I do own a, a cat. A very loud cat who's trying to get your feet. In fact, a cat and a dog. And I, uh, I one of the clues in the book is own, own pets, you know, because it's animals can be such a <laughs> Well, as full as your life has been, it sounds like you're saying that there's no substitute for children and taking care of them, et cetera. So I can't believe how fast our time has gone today. Thank you so much for coming on the show at such late notice. Uh, how can listeners read you uh, if they want to learn more about you and your book or, or anything about you? Thank you, Dave, for having me. It's been a real pleasure and such uh, great questions. Um, they can uh, find me uh, so uh, uh, on Facebook at 101 Clues. Uh, so Facebook.com says 101 Clues uh, or 101 Clues.com uh, or uh, Twitter.com slash 101 Clues. 
Uh, well, good luck on your book. And again, to all my listeners, a reminder, all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on our platforms that I mentioned earlier. Um, don't forget to check out my membership website, caregiverdave.com. It's a few, it's a free membership resource for the community, lots of tools and free gifts as well to caregivers. Uh, and we have a Facebook page with the same name, caregiverdave.com. And please click the like button on whatever platform you're watching this on or listening to this interview on. It helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms. So again, to all my listeners out there, thank you so much for making us number one caregiver podcast on the internet. And until next week, may God richly bless you. Bye-bye. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. For the best in business class travel, count on Cheapo Air. Cheapo Air has the best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service, and easy booking online or by phone. To experience your hassle-free journey, start by going to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Cheapo Air. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life 2 today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life 2 is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to CaregiverDave.com and join now. The Bright Side of Talk, HealthyLife.net. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Keep breathing, take it in and let it out. Keep breathing, it's gonna be okay.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.